vibe here hello and welcome to too many jams if you got problems we're your man gonna talk about the things affect 20 year olds talking about the shit man i feel pretty bold we got answers experts and friends too sometimes we even talk to some jews and that's cool because we're friends with everybody have some guests on it's <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was uh I was trying hard not to laugh there. That was hard work. That was hard. I'm like yeah. you know, gasping for air right now. Good that was a good box, man, but like I I can't freestyle. I'm not I'm not even a rapper, dude. I'm not even a rapper. You always do a pretty good job over I can over uh, songs. I can freestyle sing. Freestyle oh, okay. So maybe you, you got to take a little bit more of like a a Drake approach to it. Mm mm. For next time. For next time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're on Too Many Jams. It's a show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. Yeah, and you probably picked up most of that from the beatbox, but you know, yeah. in case yeah. you didn't, that's uh, that's what's up. But we've had a lot of guests on. In fact, we've been on a streak with guests, and uh, you know, we're just taking a little breather here. Uh, just you and me, like old times. Old times' sake. Yeah, we had a good run there. It's, um, it's bright and early in the morning. That's why yep. uh, we don't have any true history going. It'll be a little early on a Tuesday to be boozing. Uh, we both got things to do later today. And also, Robbie broke a glass this morning, one of yeah. the true history glasses and sliced his Sorry. hand up. Yep. So we need another um, one. You're watching the video, you can see my fingers bandaged. Double bandage. He sliced in two spots. So yeah, a true history. We need another glass. Uh, no big deal. But also, Riss and Rye wearing the gear right now, looking good. Using a glass though. Well, we're using the other one, the unbroken one. Yep. And yeah, we'll get into it. what we're going to talk about today. Is a few things actually, because we've had a list of things that we want to talk about, but when we have guests, we can't. Um, we're going to get into some. Uh, you know, we think about stuff like self-improvement all the time it's the reason we have this podcast or like how to just do things and be a better 20 year old and I've, I've had a few revelations recently that i don't know if i've dove into yet also heard a few podcasts recently that makes me a believer in ufos again mm. and also i don't know if i want to do you want to dive into that one yet i kind of want to listen to that episode so i can provide a little additional banter for the back and forth. Okay, we won't talk about the UFO guy. Well, we'll talk. We can just talk. A, well, we'll, we'll, talk we'll get about the it. listeners to listen to it. Yeah, so they and can the, get and then fired we'll dive up. into it next. Um, and then we have some just hot topics, uh, and some some shit we wanted to talk about. But I on this list here, like, should we just start things off with? I have no idea what some of the stuff is. Okay, let's start from the top. What's the semen explosion article? Okay, I remember this. I don't remember when we talked about this, but um. I think I was just scrolling through Google News one morning, <laughs> and I remember the article now, but 
so this is this is off of Vice. Okay. And the headline is Bull Semen Lab Explosion, a blow to farmers. <laughs> hundred one hundred cryogenic cylinders full of bull semen exploded in a fire on Tuesday <laughs> at Yaram Herd Services in Australia. Australian firefighters were in for a load of trouble. <laughs> is this an Australian news outlet? No, this, right is, this is this is Vice. Oh, this is Vice. Right? Yeah, this is Vice. Um, after a fire at a cattle services building caused a hundred vats. How much is a hundred vats? Oh, I don't know. I haven't I haven't visited semen vats recently. Vats. <laughs> I mean, last time I was there. How many vats of semen have you filled? Up? <laughs> um, yeah, for twenty years. Uh, they've been providing a range of services, including artificial insemination. Mm, that's like... <laughs> and all this type of stuff. Anyways, the place caught on fire and... So how many vats? semen exposure. Yeah, 100 vats. I'm going to look up... What is a vat? Okay, like, well, you're what looking What is the relative... Up, well, you're looking up vat size here. Um, <laughs> next on the list was Austin Matthews' disorderly conduct charge. Apparently, he was back home in the summer and he's drinking with his boys and he saw like a security vehicle, like I think it was campus security or just like like neighborhood security. And he he got in the car with the girl. Sorry, you can tell me how much. Oh, it- the solid measurement vat of Amsterdam contains forty cubic feet of semen, two hundred and forty one point five seven imperial gallons. That's a lot of semen. How do they jerk all these cows off? A <laughs> hundred of those. Do, do, you know how like they have cows on those jerk off or those nipple <laughs> machines to make milk? Yeah. Do you think they just got the bowls and like a fucking <laughs> semen mill, just jerking them off? How do they? How do, do you think they have like um like flashlights like? Well, for these, you you know how there's animal activists and they're like look at all look at all this mistreatment of animals. Yeah. No one ever looks at like the positive treatment of animals. <laughs> so like for every cow that's slaughtered or mistreated, there's a bull getting jerked off. At some other factory in Australia, and like, does it then balance out? Yeah, there, there's happy endings to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we might we might kill chickens, but then there's like dogs and birds that we that we feed and love and take care of. You know what I mean? Does it balance out, or like, should because like no one's it's only male cows getting jerked off, so it's a little sexist. Yeah, no one's jerking off female cows. It, it, Unless it, it feels is good a little to get sexist. Your tits sucked. <laughs> Maybe that's where their um, erotic, or what are they called? Pleasure you know, centers. Their their pleasure centers are um, in their titties, but um, <laughs> their titties. <laughs> otherwise known as titties. udders <laughs> and the cow titties. Yeah, you know, that that'd be that'd be a funny bit comparing um, a uh, like a like a bull insemination center yeah. as uh, you know comparing it to a uh, like a rub and tug. Yeah, like equivalent. I don't, <laughs> you could work. You could work that into your stand-up bit. I don't see it, but <laughs> you might have to. You might have to help me work that out. Okay, uh, I will. I will. It'll but come. Uh, there is something naturally funny about jerking bulls off. I'll give you that. Uh, awesome Matthews got into a security vehicle. There was a woman security guard inside. I read about this, and yeah. uh, she felt extremely intimidated by a mustachioed. Austin Matthews and uh when she freaked out he got out of the car and mooned her boxers on and uh it became this whole big story because he got arrested for I think it was yeah. drunk and disorderly or disorderly yeah. conduct yeah and uh 
You know what? I, I've heard both sides of this argument. Yeah. All the male news anchors were like, uh, oh, it's just boys being boys. And like, then all like the female rights people are like, do you know how scary it is when a man gets in your car? And, and I see both sides. So yeah. I'm going to take a third side here. Yeah. If you're a security guard. Yeah. Prepare to be uncomfortable sometimes. Wait, what, it was a security guard? Yeah. Car that he opened? Because I heard he went and opened the door to this car and it, tried to get in. It wasn't a random car. And it was a woman that was inside. It was like a campus inside. security. Oh. Or like it was like a, a neighborhood security. She was, on, she was on duty. Oh, it wasn't just like a random woman like no. in an Uber or something? No. no. Okay. Security guard. Yeah. Security your vehicle. You can't even keep your vehicle secure. Yeah. Like, okay, I get I get both sides. Hey, boys being boys, yeah, I've done way worse than that. Yeah. Just being drunk and having fun. I'm not a celebrity, so it never, never haunts me. Um, and yeah, on the girl's side, yeah, if a guy gets in your car, you're going to freak out. Austin Matthews, he's not the scariest looking guy, but he does have a mustache. Third yeah. opinion, you're a security guard. Gender, gender aside, deal with it. Like, yeah. fucking shut up. I don't care if you're a man or a woman, you're a security guard. Go security your fucking yard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get out of my car, do whatever, whatever security you got to do, secure yeah. Austin Matthews and his boys, call him backup, tase him. Like, yeah. you're a fucking security guard. Like, as a security guard, you're complaining about getting mooned by a drunk person? Like, yeah. Like, like that what if funny? I was a robber with a gun? Oh, I was like, you know how uncomfortable it is when a man with a gun points it at a woman that's a security guard? It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. You're a security guard. What if he had a gun? Yeah, what it like way worse? Like, what if like situations way worse arise? Like, what's gonna happen to this? She's gonna feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. Hot take. That was a hot take. Yeah. And then, well, then uh, no one knew about it, which was like the part that sort of blew up in the news as well, Mm. because, um, you know, even Dubis like just learned about it through the once like the news outlets caught wind of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he had to sort of face the. uh, Face the music. Face the music. Yeah, man. Imagine, imagine me twenty one, twenty two years old and getting, being that famous. All the stuff we were doing, fucked up. Oh. Anyway, that's why we're gonna get famous later in life. It's such a smart move. All you people want to get famous out there, wait till you're like twenty five, twenty six, and then all the bad shit you do just comes to haunt you afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can at least you can at least make it a decent way into your career before you get. <sighs> big enough that it comes back to haunt people you. start digging through all your social media accounts and okay next next on the list okay so our uh, our roommate Kristen, uh she's been on the podcast uh big into the environment all this stuff uh there was a big march recently about just general climate awareness just being... well it, it was it was sparked from that uh, greta thunberg speech Greta, Greta Thunberg and Greta Van Fleet should do a concert together. <laughs> Call it Greta Van Greta. That'd be jokes. Yeah. Greta Van Thunberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, fuck, shut up, little kid. But, like, also, that's dope. But, like, shut up a little bit. Yeah. I hate listening to kids. Just whiny millennial. <laughs> I know. Like, fucking. Yeah. I'll listen to Greta when she's 38. Because that's what her name implies, how old she is. Who names a child Greta? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But she was at this climate march. Okay. Greta Van Fleet started it. And um, <laughs> uh, our roommate, Kevin, who's such a supporter uh, and good on him because Robbie and I were in band practice all day or else we would have loved to have been there. Oh, my God. Um, <clears throat> he uh, he went out to support the climate march 
And yeah, I think he put up a, it was an Instagram or an Insta story just being like, hey, like this is where I'm at. And um, somebody somebody went back through his profile. Yeah. Because, you know, he posted it. People see it in the community. And somebody went back through his profile, went deep into pictures, like found him with like plastic or whatever. And was like, faker. <laughs> phony <laughs> phony that's so funny like a random person liar yeah like uh, or like one of his friends no no like a random person that's so jokes and what commented on his picture yeah or like sent him a dm or i forget what it was because kevin's not here uh i'd ask him but i yeah. just made a note of it because i thought it was so funny that's so funny it's like kristen cares about the environment yeah and she uh, the reason why i as much as i make jokes about the environmental crisis um she cares and she sometimes yeah she'll tell you what to do and and whatever and you're like okay but then you realize she cares and then she goes <laughs> i'm sorry and like i'm like i'm sorry for being shit at the environment and then we work it out but like she, the way she talks about it is is not shaming or like she's like just do anything she's like i don't yeah. care if you had plastic five like yeah. just fucking like i went to starbucks the other day life hack by the way I went to Starbucks and as I was walking out the door, she's like, where's your reusable mug? And I'm like, Shh. I'm like, listen, you hippie. I was like, I'm going to go get a straw. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I was like, oh, true. All right, I'll take something. And I brought this big mason jar with me. Yeah. And uh, I felt weird with it. But you look at the counter and you're like, hey, can I can I get my iced coffee in this? Yeah. And they'll I paid for a grande and they filled me up a liter of iced coffee in this mason jar. So it's a bit of a life hack. But so she'll, she'll say like anything helps. And that's a good attitude to have. But all these like it's for anyone out there that cares about an issue don't be like the people that are like oh you think you care i'm gonna go back through your insta feed and call you out and make you feel yeah. bad about trying anything because you've just potentially turned someone off the cause because you you feel a little self-righteous yeah like, shut the fuck up seriously it's um and i think that's one of the one of the downsides to the like a lot of these sort of movements yeah. right? is that and, is that people part of the, the like part of the culture are also um also you know is try to shame people who aren't doing it right yeah and Kristen's good about that in fact that she, she shames she, in private she sh yeah she shames but also it's kind of joking <laughs> plus she she wants to educate and she's aware of this this going on as well so she tries to do it in a more positive mindset yeah like like if you care about if you want if you want people around you to be vegan or vote a different political party or care about the environment because it matters it affects everybody it's so tough to tell people what to do right off the bat because who the fuck are you and I think the best way to do it is like she does it she offers her business is like gonna be offering fun seminars at businesses yeah. or chats at schools being a resource for anyone that has questions hey do I recycle this and like obviously it's we have these questions and if i want to do a little thing like bring a mason jar to starbucks even though i am not very environmentally focused if i brought that mason jar and some eco person was like investigated the rest of my eco activities yeah and and called me out for it i'd be embarrassed and i would never do it again so it's so counterproductive so i just thought that was funny because kevin is like also just knowing kevin just like such a nice guy just wanted to be a supporter like if he had plastic in the past it's not because he was like, fuck the environment. He's just like, he would never have that thought. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and then he gets called a fucking faker by this 
speaking speaking of kevin and i I think you saw this but uh speaking of kevin and greta thunberg um (laughs) dynamic duo (laughs) um uh he he was showing us the other day that so uh what's fuck what's the name uh uh, fat boy slim yeah do you see this yes yeah fat boy slim has a song called right here right now i'm sure all of you right here right now now. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) exactly right and um one of his shows recently i guess Greta used uh, used those words, you know, in uh, in, in part of her speech. Yeah, you know, she's like right here, right now. And so, uh, Fat Boy sampled it and used it at one of his shows and used the speech, and it was fired up. I don't know it was it was it was pretty sick the way he sampled it and put it into the song. Two things surprising about that one: yeah. Fat Boy Slim A is still something. Yeah, still kicking. <laughs> like if you look in this video, he's playing like a big festival, a big yeah, show. Huge. People are loving it. I know. And and two, great on him for still having his finger on the pulse like that. Cause now Fat Boy Slim is that's a great marketing. Like he's back in it. So good on you, Fat Boy. Um I never looked at him though in the video. Is he fat? Or is he slim? No. He's slim. Huh. I think. Interesting. I'd like to Google where that name came from. Um, I, think that'd be, I think that'd be a good opener song. We could put that. We we could put that at the end of the, at the video. Yeah. All right. If I if I can find a good version of that. Um, okay. So that's pretty funny. Uh, the the next thing we're just we're buzzing through these topics because I have some I have some like bigger stuff I want to get into on like motivation and and stuff like that. So I thought we'd just get these out of the way. But uh, this weekend. Let's talk about, well, first of all, how was your Thanksgiving? It's great. So good. What makes it a great Thanksgiving? I caught so many Z's <laughs> this weekend. It was awesome. I didn't I didn't really go out much um, other than like when I went to vote yesterday, went for a little walk. Yeah, what'd my you dad. vote for? You know. <laughs> I won't, I won't you tell I won't all the listeners into... <laughs> what your political party is. Um, and... So yeah, the weekend was good. Golfed a couple times. Just had fantastic meals made by my mother. Um, what and up, Beth? Leftovers. I, I think I ate turkey for every meal this weekend. Nice. It was great. We had like turkey chili. We had turkey, you know, potatoes. You know, turkey with the, you know, with the, with the gravy, <laughs> the stuffing, all all types. I had turkey sandwiches, like <laughs> dude. You know, uh, it's just checked all the boxes, nice and relaxing. Which brings me to my also, next point: meat kills, and the more you eat meat, the more it's tied to cancer. I saw a documentary this weekend, so that's great, Rob. That's uh, yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, come back into this week, just feeling well rested, and you know, nice, good. Yeah, how well, about you? I, I wasn't kidding. I I did watch a documentary this weekend about meat, dude. I had a good Thanksgiving unexpectedly. So a lot of people like catching Z's and a lot of people, you know, when it's a kind of a chilly weekend, they, they hang with their family, they like to stay inside, read a book. And believe it or not, I don't really like that. I don't like just sitting in a, I, I, that's why I don't really like going up. It's so, we're so great to have a cottage, but if the weather's not nice, I know family time's great, but like, just sitting in a room with your family, uh, sitting in a room with anyone not doing anything. I'm not a big fan of board games or whatever, yeah. unless you're getting drunk. 
yeah. uh, it just it just doesn't it just doesn't you know stimulate I just, I just need a bit more i'm an activities guy i'd yeah. rather go out in the rain and like jump in a mud puddle like i'm just weird i need to do something so i thought this weekend was going to be because of the weather you know a lot of indoor stuff so i brought up a shitload of work to do as a freak i am mm-hmm. but uh it ended up being dope uh <clears throat> the weather kind of cleared up i golfed twice with my brother-in-law uh we didn't do turkey we did ribs and like all these oh, other nice. things because we're a bit turkeyed out um my brother-in-law taught me how to box yeah i got the mitts out great exercise mm-hmm. i'm so sore and believe it or not it's all the back of my body none of uh, my bicep my none of my, none of the front my chest my abs are sore yeah boxing is almost entirely like your back weird it's good cardio too it's wild cardio like yeah it, it, it's uh it's it's one thing to just hit the bag at the gym and see how tired you get it's another when like somebody's like you know making you do the combos yeah. making you do the drills and it's forcing you to do like more than you want to do uh i love it uh, probably if you're hitting hard too good stress reliever like cardio plus also gets that like Anger out. Right? I want to like, do boxing. We talked about this. Yeah, I, I, I want to do yeah. it so bad. It just if it's it feels good. I it felt amazing. Good, yeah. We went for a lake dip, freezing. Yeah, you're crazy. Um, so cold. Uh, and then all of Monday, God bless. I went dirt biking for an entire day. Hit the track. There's. I don't think there's more fun you can fucking have. When you start to nail lines on a dirt bike. Like, you know, like momentum through the corners, you flow over a jump and it's, it's almost like you're in a trance. Would you go to CJ's? Uh, no, RJ. You're thinking of RJ's. Or RJ's? Like, I went to Burnt River. Oh, uh, okay. Burnt River is by my cottage. Cause I was going to say Clinton was there this weekend. Yeah. I'm not, th- I'm not like that. I'm not a very good dirt biker. Oh, is RJ's like for. No, but Clinton and his buddies are, they're like, yeah. they're X games pros yeah. and like they, they ride like like they're good. Yeah. Um, me, I just got into it. Like, I bought my first bike like four years ago. I've always mm-hmm. ridden mountain bikes and stuff, but uh, it's very hard. It's one of the hardest. It's one of those things where look at dirt bikes on YouTube. Yeah. And it it looks easy and fun. It couldn't be couldn't be harder. Yeah. It, 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 it's anyway, best day. Sick. Um, but we watched this documentary about meat. Yeah. And. I listened to a podcast on my home about sleep mm-hmm. and I think I have the keys to health. Okay. From these two things. Okay. What are they? Break them down into, you know, <clears throat> three, three to five points here. Okay. So I have an awful memory and I will forget the majority of the stuff. So if you're into what I'm saying, do yourself a favor and get it from the source. <laughs> Cause I already forget the name of the sleep doctor um, that I listened to on Joe Rogan. But I'll pull it up here. Anyway. Knowing you, I think I can... Uh, you can probably I, say it better? I, I can No, I can suss out You know what the first point would be. You know, wh- what the overall point would be. More sleep, eat less meat? Balance. Balance, my dude. <laughs> um, yeah, so my mom, my mom played this documentary for us, which I watched a while ago. It's called Forks Over Knives on Netflix. Yeah. And uh, it's based on this study called The China Study, where... Um, this researcher started initially testing on rats and and trying to find a link between uh, cancer and meat products mm-hmm. because uh, he had read some report from a China piece of research that had basically mapped cancer based on geography. And uh, he was fascinated that, that 
that in a place like China, where they have such a vast amount of data because they have so many people, and um, they were able to map cancer based on geography to the point where statistically it was super concentrated in areas. Like these aren't these aren't unnatural phenomenons. Like this region very known for bowel cancer. This re region very known for lung cancer. And so he got fascinated with this and he realized um, through the China study, which is another piece of research that they went back to, to do that um, meat and diet has a massive, massive correlation with cancer. And uh, he, he tested on mice where basically he gave some mice 20% meat protein and some yeah. mice 5%. And then he measured their cancer development in their cells. And it doesn't seem like that big of a variable, you know, like 15% in meat protein. Yeah. But for my, <laughs> fuck it. I don't know if how mice, what their normal diets are like, if, if they're like humans where they are omnivores and, or I don't even, I don't even know what the fucking deal is, but the, the mice with 20% meat protein that they use Cassian, which is like the protein when you make a protein shake, it's like, I think it's from dairy. Um, and, uh, the mice that were on 20% had significant cancer development. Yeah. The mice on 5% animal protein had almost no cancer development. In fact, I think there was no cancer development. How do they... So wait. They take biopsies. They take they take cells out of the liver and the blood and the... Yeah, this may seem like a stupid question, but like they implant cancer into these... No, the cancer develops from their diet. Oh, this is straight... They're not like, you know, giving one of them no cancer no and then feeding them meat yeah and then exactly seeing their their pro their progression no they're it, it, this just develops just naturally. developed from diet wow. um and again <clears throat> take that with a grain of salt because this isn't a documentary and they don't tell you everything about the i don't know everything about that study but hollywood. basically yeah. hollywood am i right yeah and like fuck them but the <laughs> the idea was is not only did cancer grow with a meat di diet yeah. They were able to, they started switching the groups. So you'd first be on 20, then on 5%. And not only did they see cancer grow with every group that was on 20, yeah. they also saw it decline when they were switched off of the meat. I'm just, I'm just curious, how likely are these rats, uh, are, like how likely are they to get cancer? I, I don't know, but regardless, they saw cancer develop with a diet, and they like, saw it decrease with a diet. Like, right? how many would you need in this in this bulk of rats that you're feeding twenty percent meat? To, they, they didn't say. It, yeah. They didn't say. But but what he it made him have a theory. Yeah. And um, he went out and he looked at China to prove it, and so he went to all these regions and and studied uh, a subsect of each population and. They made sure they used non-city center regions. They used regions that have been living the same way for you know hundreds of years, had the same types of diets, and um, they collected diet data and blood samples and all this stuff from all these regions, and they were able to make direct correlations, super statistically significant. Like like they had so many variables <clears throat> uh, that they control for and. They were able to make like really, really hard connections between uh, meat products, mm -hmm. dairy, eggs, and all this, and cancer, and and regions that had more plant-based diets, far lower levels of everything, heart disease, cancer, like anything, so diabetes, like all this stuff, and you can find these correlations around the world um, with e everything from like heart disease, 
killing people. It comes from meat focused diets and, and all that. So that the other part of the documentary was talking to doctors that this is apart from the China study. These are, these are doctors that clinically treat people with diet. So these doctors would see patients that are basically like clogged arteries, everything, all this crazy wild stuff. And they would treat them with a whole foods plant-based diet. Yeah. Which means just stuff that grows, natural stuff, potatoes, beans, peppers, tomatoes, spinach. Like just cut the pro <coughs> processed stuff out, cut the meat out. And they are, they're not only able to reverse diabetes, reverse heart disease, repair arteries. Um, there's even cases of people beating uh, cancer. And I'm not saying like go out there and do this shit. I'm saying look into it as an option because this is a documentary. I don't have all the information, yeah, yeah. but it's super compelling. Um, Interesting. And yeah, so all this stuff was able to reverse just through whole food diets. And these are people that have had multiple bypass surgeries that are told they won't live out the year, returning to healthy numbers. And they showed them in a study, people that lived 20 years beyond when they switched onto the diet that were given a year to live. And it, I just thought it was wild. And that was one part of the weekend. Um, and basically, the, the thing to take away is it may be a little bit fucking intense on the on the ship, but the stuff that they said that was, that really reflected with me is like, yeah, just eat real food. Like, yeah. And they said, just don't be meat focused. Like for me, it's it like, goes out to all you keto, keto dieters. Which we'll talk there. about in a sec, but like, yeah. just, just if you think about it, don't, don't have meat be the focus of your meals at this age. Obviously we can get away with it, but they're talking about people later in life. I think you'll be a lot better off, uh, but they're basically saying that you can not only stop cancer with that diet, but you can reduce it. Interesting. Um, which I thought was nuts. So I've, I've done that diet before. Yeah. I saw that documentary like eight, two years ago or whatever, and I did yeah. it when I had my concussions to try to like, I just wanted the body to be in a really good state. Um, and I did feel great. And it was mm -hmm. a really easy diet to do. Um, but I've fallen off the wagon. I'm just eating burgers, dude. You and, always eat burgers. I know. But like, I, I just, I thought that was interesting. Um, and then the second thing was, I listened to the sleep expert. Yeah, it was crazy. It, Joe Rogan had a sleep expert on, and he talks about how like, if diet is one half of the equation for health, sleep is the other half, basically. Uh, he, this guy was super knowledgeable. Uh, I forget the episode number, but I think, I feel like sleep is often or more often overlooked as, you know, half that equation. Everyone's all about diet. No one really talks about sleep that much. In fact, they fan it. They, they brag about how little sleep they get. Yeah. And he literally shits on them. Yeah. He, he's like, he's like, not only do people that sleep less die sooner, but they have a lower quality of life while they're alive. So he's like, sleep when you're dead is the dumbest thing you could say. <laughs> and this episode, the reason why this episode is super cool and why I recommend listening to it is they get right into it. Like, it's not like this episode where we talked about some bullshit. Like, I mean, like their episode started right with facts. You yeah, right about. with, yeah, no, it's true. And- I'll know, get his name. The thing that I liked about it too is that 
he talks uh he talks about things that are relevant to us you know he talks about oh, okay when you're going out you're drinking you know yeah. and you don't get sleep for a couple of days or like you're smoking drugs or you're, you know all all things that are sort of relevant to yeah rob our does age, all that stuff he <laughs> smokes drugs he, yeah our he, age groups <laughs> life's the lifestyle you know and uh it, it puts things in perspective for okay, you okay here i have it here uh it's joe rogan episode 1109 you can't find that on the podcast store anymore because this is uh, a year ago and they start deleting episodes so i listen to it on just like if you just google it there's tons yeah. of podcast players i think joe rogan's website has them all um but it's episode 1109 and his name is matthew walker um check it out i listened to it on the on the car ride home it's a must listen like it, he talks about everything. He talks about what the importance of dreams, the importance of the different stages of sleep, how how many hours you should get, how you should sleep, what you should do before bed, how diet, fasting, alcohol, weed affects these things, and, and all their correlations to disease, cancer, um, physical performance. Like, he gives... Sexual performance. Sexual... Oh, my God. Like, everything. Um, but it's a must-listen... Uh, especially for me, I'm thinking about my family members and, uh, some of their sleep habits. And, and he basically said like sleep is the number one correlation with a lot of major diseases like Alzheimer's and, um, driving deaths. <laughs> yeah. It's the number one killer of people Yeah, in cars is, is, uh, drowsy driving well, yeah, more than yeah. drugs and alcohol combined. Yeah, it's it's crazy. All the all the facts that he has. Um, but we, you know we won't get too much into it. We'll let you. We'll, we'll let, let you guys listen, listen you to need it. To, you need to fucking listen to it though. Like but, change your life. But check it out. It's uh, cool. So we were talking about diets this morning. We were sitting at the table. We were also talking about UFOs, which is another wild podcast I yeah. listened to recently. But we were talking about diets, and I was saying this plant based whole foods diet, how it just makes the most sense, right? And. Uh, Keto got brought up and Robbie basically said, he was like, any diet that gives you the flu for the first two weeks you're on it, probably not good for you. And I didn't know that the keto diet, you get sick when you start it. Yeah. People talk about that. They're like, oh, it's just the keto flu, you know, for the first two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> first two weeks if if uh if you try this diet people talk about that that um you get this i i, well, I mean i've never experienced it so I, I couldn't really tell you what it's like but i just hear it's you know you don't feel well and because your body is adjusting to this weird diet of only like meat and cheese with no carbs and stuff so <laughs> so you get kind of sick and everyone that's on it is always just like Oh yeah, you know you f you feel like like if if they're trying to sell it to you to be on or like to give this a try, um, they're they're like, yeah, you know, for the first two weeks or so, you don't you just you don't feel that good, you know, it's it's kind of hard to adjust to, but that's just the keto flu. You just you know, push through. That, that's that's the tagline. It's like it's the just the keto, just flu. keto flu. It's like yeah. it's like when I started vaping, um, my throat would get sore. Yeah, and I would Google it. Yeah. And all these vaping sites were like, just push through that. <laughs> and then you're fine because they're trying to stop people from quitting smoking, right? So yeah. they're like, just push through that and you're fine. It's the same with keto. Yeah. Just, just push through that and you'll you'll feel totally fine. Your body's not trying to tell you anything. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the if there's any healthy thing you do 
that when you start doing it, you feel worse for a week and then you feel better. I mean, I guess with, you know, working out no, or you feel or amazing. Yeah, no, you do feel amazing, but you do have like, oh, like I'm really sore, you know, or if you start running, you know. Yeah, but it, sore it isn't be, a flu. Sore is like yeah. a result. It's it's the result of hard muscular work. Yeah. There's no flu we get when you have a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. and you're like, oh, that's my good night's sleep flu. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, I started sleeping well again. You know, yeah, it's, so it's going to take me about a week to adjust, though, because I've been feeling real shitty. <laughs> oh, oh, I have an example that might work. Um, when people quit doing bad stuff, they feel bad for a bit before they feel better. Yeah, like so alcoholics the, and the keto argument could be that we're on such a bad diet that when we yeah. quit it, we have to go through this flu. I'd have to research it though, because I don't know. Uh, if any, I mean, you hear about people committing to it, but you know, it, do people stay on it for long periods of time or is yeah. it just like, dude, it, people, yeah, their whole, their whole thought is that they're reprogramming their body to use a different energy source to burn fat. And that's how they stay so fucking shredded. And what, are, it, uh, it's a lot of people that work out, right? Dude, like what are the benefits? It, it, the benefits is fat loss and they claim less fatigue and better performance and yeah. you, you're burning this fat. You're not storing it. And I, the, the flu aside, I didn't know about the flu until you told me any diet where they tell you to eat fucking bacon, cheeseburgers, eggs, don't eat carbs. No, like just like eat trash. Like they're like, Oh yeah, get just bacon, cheeseburgers, no bun, throw a stick of butter on there. Yeah. Like no, no, that's fucked. I, I don't really understand it. And um, maybe I'm just not well informed enough, you know, but no, um, I like just like gut, just my gut reaction. Yeah. Fucked. You know, my first inclinations are, <laughs> but with, with any diet stuff, like with the whole food plant-based diet, then you'll hear Joe Rogan being like, no, there's, there's, and Joe Rogan's talked to every smart person in the world, I think. Mm. And he's like, no, like there's a need for meat, high quality meat has stuff that it's really hard to get otherwise. And he holds that position, even though he talks to a bunch of diet experts all the time. Yeah. So you really do have to look <laughs> behind each diet to see who are the people paying for and promoting it because the traditional American diet yeah. is paid for and promoted by the uh, agricultural system in the States. Yeah. So they don't want to change. So obviously they're going to, they're going to put out that milk is still good for you and get your eggs and meat and they're going to serve that shit in their cafeterias um, for this vegan or for this whole foods plant-based diet. Well, let me ask you this mm -hmm. as well is when you try this vegan whole foods plant-based diet, which, yeah. like you said a couple so, well, years ago. It wasn't vegan. It was just whole food. Or, or just like a whole food diet. Veggie, veggie focused. Veggie focused. Yeah. Was there any adjustment period? No. 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 Okay. I didn't. I didn't have the fucking vegan flu. <laughs> no, because and the thing is, I'm I'm young. Like I'm so young, dude. Yeah. And like like so young, best shape of my life. Yeah. Um. Props. Props. Uh. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I'm young, so I I was like, whatever I do now, as long as it's way better than what people our age did historically. Like as long as if you're 50 and you you've had double bypass surgery, you have to go hardcore diet to fix yourself we can just do a decent job mm -hmm. so my diet was still a lot of calories because i'm skinny and i need to put on weight mm -hmm. and it was just meat was uh, one part of the day 
one meal. Yeah. It was it was in or sorry, it was in two it was two meals, but like a half portion per meal. And I really didn't have a lot of meat. But then when I'd go out to dinners at restaurants or a party where there's pizza, yeah, I'm having it. Oh yeah, because mm. you don't have to be like like super strict about no. it. As long as the majority of the time you're eating great. Well, I mean, unless it's your full-time job, you can't be super strict about it because otherwise you just wouldn't have a life. Yeah, but it's not even, I mean, like it's easier to eat the diet. I'm a lazy guy, like yeah. cooking-wise. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the one area I don't like eating, I don't like cooking, I'd take a pill if I could. And eating plant-based whole food diets is way easier. Like a meal would be, uh, the hardest meal would be bake a potato. And you can do that in the microwave. Yeah. <laughs> I'd bake a sweet potato in the microwave. You'd open a can of beans. You'd cut some veggies. You'd pull salad, tomatoes, toast some like whole grain bread, almond butter. Like these are all so easy. V, uh, really healthy protein shakes. You didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know cooking. I had some. Uh, the little meat I had was like fry up an egg mm-hmm. or two. And that takes five minutes. It's so easy. Anyway, um, I went off the wagon because I you forget that you forget why you're even doing stuff after a while. It's true. I'm like, why? What? Why was I doing this again? I was like, if, whatever. And you go back to normal. Then you kind of remind yourself. But sleep, <clears throat> diet. If you can get just those two documentaries into you and start formulating at least an opinion, like you don't have to go that way, but start. Start looking to that area for yourself because you might have ailments you don't even, your anxiety, your your lack of, your tiredness during the day and stuff. There, Start looking at those areas because they are the biggest factors that affect you. Then I'd say exercise after that. And then I'd say um, this, the icing on top of everything is like your social relationships, your work, your the stuff that fills the gaps. Um, look into that stuff, but moving on. The, what else? We have the UFO thing, but okay, listen listen to this podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a different episode. Get yep. Pull the podcast up here, yeah. but we had a previous episode where I went nuts on UFO shit because I heard this one guy on Joe Rogan, and it ruined my fucking Sunday. I was about to go to the gym, and I started putting it on, and I'm like, UFOs are real. I'm like, why am I even working out? I was like, what's the point? I just laid on the couch, and I was like, wow, I can't believe UFOs are real. All this time, I was like, is religion even real? So, one of the more recent episodes on Joe Rogan, episode number 1361, uh, he has Commander David Fravor and Jeremy Corbell, the, um, who is, who is the, the, the producer for the movie uh, that, on, that Netflix, or that was released on Netflix, talking about Bob Lazar's interaction with area 51 and the ufos there um so one of the guys that or actually i don't know does bob talk about him no oh Uh, they might have talked about it in the podcast but not in the documentary yeah i think think. he references him in the podcast as being uh one of like a like a pilot that's seen ufo sightings and anyways joe rogan has him on his podcast so check that out because we're yeah. gonna dive into that a little bit after the bob lazar episode of joe rogan i was like this fucking blew my mm-hmm. mind but then i did some research and i was like this also kind of sounds like a con like bob lazar's arguments where there's no evidence to prove what i'm saying because the government deleted it all that's the proof you need 
which is the perfect con man story. Yeah. Oh, there's no evidence. And if you can't find any evidence, that's actually proof that I'm telling the truth because they deleted the evidence. <laughs> and he said he went to Harvard and MIT. There's no records and like all this whack shit I looked into. L so listen, listen to it all. Yeah. So I, I listened to, listened to them can... both. But the, the reason why this guy is the real deal is because this is the first publicly released UFO related or anomalous aerial vehicle related uh, story where not only is there a credible witness, it doesn't get much more credible than the highest trained fighter pilots. There is also video because their planes have yeah. these targeting pods that can video stuff. Uh, and this is, uh, what's the word, corroborated? Like when when the U, when the military c confirms that this is actual video, this is an actual story. Yeah. And the New York Times did an article on it, so it's it's really the first releases of UFO data that the the military is not like, oh, this is nothing. Like it's just a weather balloon. This is the first time where the New York Times and the military is like, no, like this could be something. Check this out. Check this out. Anyways, well, yeah, we'll leave it for you guys though. But I listened to the whole episode, made me a believer again. <laughs> fuck my fuck my <laughs> shit up, dude. I got to stop going up and down on this UFO stuff and just figure out what I believe in. <laughs> Listen to the episode. We'll do another episode in the future. And uh, shout out Ian Haas for, for recommending that to me. He sent it over. He's like, you got to dive into this. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, listen to that. We'll talk about it in a future episode and we'll discuss the implications. If you have any thoughts on it, send it our way because uh, what does it mean? You know, what does it all mean? What does it all mean, Basil? Okay, forget about alien freaks. Um, who cares about them? They don't have to be here in their 20s and figure out how to make money, all right? Yeah, they they're got all the technology. In, they're floating the around in orbs. Tic Tacs. Like, mm, oh, I don't give a fuck about, like, uh, like, fuck those guys. We're down here slugging it out. Yep. These stupid humans that don't know shit about anything. Um, and... Uh, it's been going, it's been going, I'll say that. We've been trucking away on all of our all, all of our things. Season one of the podcast, I've said it a million times, was us figuring out what we want to do in life because we didn't even know what we wanted to do. We figured out that what we wanted to do was anything. Anything was possible. Mm -hmm. It worked out for everyone that set a hard goal and even if they didn't get there, they landed somewhere in a better spot than they would have if they'd just given up on their dreams. So we sat down and we're like, what if we could do anything? If we weren't afraid, if 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 we could pick the dream life, what would we be doing? Without thinking about any of our fears or, or inhibitions. And we both were like, it would be pretty, pretty dope to be a super famous, awesome musician, rock star. Rock star. And uh, for me, that meant different things than for Rob. For me, it meant... You know, I, I I just like entertaining. I wanted to do big shows. I wanna I like acting. I like I like being in videos, music videos. Like I love music videos mm -hmm. more than anything. I love the product of music. I love putting out an amazing song. I'm obsessed with making a dope song. I'm not as much a musician. I don't like sit around and play guitar and get lost in the music. I think of it like a product. Like how do I make the dopest track? For you, there's a lot of overlap, but I think you're obsessed with music. You play guitar nonstop. Yeah. You're obsessed with it. You want to be the best guitarist. I love it. Which is wild to me. I don't, well, I don't care about being the best singer. I care about having the best song, you know? Yeah. I, I want, yeah. 
I don't know. I just, I, I'm never, I'm never good enough in my own books. Like I want, <clears throat> I want, I want you to like brag to people about like, Oh, hmm. I got this dope guitarist. And okay. I, I, I want to be that person. You Great. Know? Oh, so, so I won't do That's, that until you're unreal. In fact, I'll never do that. So you keep improving. <laughs> Robbie's such a shit guitarist. Oh my God. Uh, okay. But we made that decision and, uh, season two, we're like, why don't we document? Why don't we document our paths? This is interesting. These are two people that are kind of mid to late twenties, me doing a massive U-turn you doing a massive U-turn in terms of our previous <laughs> training. We, no, or like, just like, no jobs, no connections. No, like we, we had nothing going before. Like starting from absolute zero, can you make it as a rock star? One of the hardest career paths. Can you can you do it? Can two people do it? So we're like, why don't we record our journey? And along the way, we'll still talk to everybody else about their journeys because not everyone wants to be a rock star. No. Nope. But we've been talking to so many other people, we've, we've stopped giving updates on our journey. But... Uh, it's also because our journey's kind of spread out. It takes a long time to do stuff. Yeah. But we are we are progressing. A little update is we have written um, four new songs that are almost done that we think are just dope. And we recorded one live off the floor, full band with Scott Goodwin and our, and our drummer Gabe Lash. Um, full band, live in a room, mic'd up. And it's a banger. It's dope. Like think of stadium kind of rock. Like just we, we we're so pumped about it. And then we have a a pop kind of made in the computer, like fun upbeat banger. Uh, and then we have a moody kind of dark and mysterious lyric writing. Yeah, like, like more of an album. You feel it down track. in your plums. It's good. And uh, we're working on. A blend of all that, kind of like a post Malone, uh, kind of like yeah. well, like moody but also pop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like acoustic reverb but also pop. Yeah. And we're gonna release those uh, over the course. Uh, originally, we're gonna release them all on a second EP. Yeah. Call it "Tell Your Friends About Us Part Two, which was our original EP. We still, which we still might do. Which we still might do, but that's what we were rushing to do and get it done for the fall. But the more we look at the landscape and the artists and how you as our, our uh, friends and listeners interacted with the EP, um, it's almost like why not take the time with each song to do a big thing about it? Because mm -hmm. they're each dope mm -hmm. and they mean something different. So it's like we're thinking why don't we release them as singles, do a show, a music video potentially for the, the two best. Um, I th yeah, I, th I think until you have legitimate diehard fans like majority yeah. majority of people are quite passive listeners and uh digest music in single form much yeah. more or you know like songs will get attention a lot more if you release them as it's, singles it's not asking a lot for when you put out a song every two months for your friends and stuff to be like, listen to the song. We put yeah. we put a lot of work into it. Come out to a show. Three minutes of your day. Three that's, minutes of your day. You it's a lot to ask them to then go and like and share and dive into a full album and yeah. listen to the other songs and tell their friends about that. Uh, you know what? What do they owe us? You know, like they're they're being helpful, but unless they like it so much that they're compelled to do it, yeah. Um, 
then no. So we're thinking focus on one song at a time because we've been researching how to get on the radio, how to get management representation. Uh, and it's, I think it's a lot easier with one song at a time. Take the time to make that song dope instead of rushing a bunch of songs and put out a mediocre mix. Not to mm -hmm. say that our last album was mediocre, but we could have done better. Yeah. Uh, which is fine to say. I mean, but it's it's just, uh, I think it's always a progression, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like you, you get better. And if you listen to any artist, you know, from front to back, it's uh, you you can notice you a progression. progression. You, you hear the same thing, right? Um, so if you're following our journey, um, we've basically committed to this kind of single song focus every couple months. We play a show every couple months anyway, so we're going to turn these shows into little promotions. We're going to share the shit out of one song, send that one song to radio, send it to blogs, send it to whatever, get our friends to interact with it. A couple months later, do it again with a different song. A couple months later, do it again with a different song. And then at the end of that, we'll release them all in an EP, just packaged together so you, you know, they're, they put a nice bow on it. Um, what was the one thing I wanted to talk about? Anyway, we, we, so we, we, t we, we looked at the grand picture and we're like, money, we need fucking money. We applied for grants. We applied for 20000 in funding. Uh, and if we get that, we'll take that money. We'll hunker down. We'll disappear and we'll write an album of our best shit. Yeah. Because it's supported. It's the game plan. It's the game plan. And uh, I'm missing something I really fucking wanted to talk about with the whole music journey. I can't remember. I can't remember either. Maybe it'll come back to me. Come back to it. We'll write it down. But I think I think that's a good, solid episode. Um, do you got anything else? You want? I mean, other than that one little bit. It's bugging me because it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, something about what we're doing in music that is is about the journey, is about like the kind of the F oh the exposure side as well. So the the cover video and stuff like that. Um, our, our whole thing is how do you get famous as a musician is, you know, yeah, you need a great product, but we've heard so many good songs that we know that that doesn't make you famous at all. And famous is just the marker for success in our industry. I'm not saying it in a vain way. Like we want to be Justin Bieber. Um, I mean, just like that's the mark of success. If you're in, in banking, you know, you want to be a partner or the CEO, that's the mark of success. Um, so we know we know like having a good product is one thing. We want to make dope songs just so our friends like it, so that we like it, so that it gets mm -hmm. played where we would be. Uh, make a good product, but we realize in order to get successful, uh, and I, I heard this in the Black Keys podcast as well, I learned a lot from podcasts, is how important social media is. Yeah. And how important um, getting discovered is the, not the old-fashioned way, which is just touring and hoping somebody sees you. Uh, I think there's a place for that, and you should definitely do some of that. But a lot of work should be spent on growing your social media exposure. Totally. Because that's what a lot of, you know, if you want the interest from whether it's labels or management, age, any sort they of agencies, they, they're looking for people that already have a platform or you know like a, a following already which i, I mean i.e instagram followers um you know whatever you're doing in the social media realm of things it's just insurance for them yeah because they know you can sell tickets because that's the only way they make money now 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the Blackies also shit on labels and and told a lot of horror stories and how what to do. That's a different story. But so Robbie and I, not only are we we have this plan for our music, but we're like, how do what's a way that we can get exposure to just us, just get views? And it's so hard to release enough music to rely on music to do that. Yeah. So the same with the podcast. We committed to a weekly schedule of the podcast. We then put out YouTube clips and Insta clips of the podcast in hopes that some of them will get more views and get shared. And it's a lot easier, more digestible content to grow our our podcast. With music, we decided that covers are a great way to get a lot of strangers to just look at you. Because there's tons of covers online where they have hundreds of thousands of views and they mix in their own music to their YouTube videos and stuff like that. But it's a great tool and we can do covers a lot more often. They're fun. People like them. We get better at music production every time we do them. We make a fun little video and we get exposure. So on top of our music, we last week um, recreated or tried for fun to make a Post Malone song. And we went into our music software. We did the big reverb, the cool guitar. And uh, we made, like, obviously it's not Post Malone, so I'd call it a shittier version of Post Malone, but a really good cover for us of Post Malone. And then we went downtown Toronto with a few friends, and we filmed this really cool video um, with a nice car and cool outfits in the Toronto skyline. Um, and then we just have to film a little bit more footage of us at home and how we made it to make it like a cohesive piece. But we're going to do stuff like that more often. Just have fun, release videos on a consistent schedule. We don't know what that schedule is yet, but just get eyes, exposure, followers, uh, and work on that side as well. And then start reaching out to, um, blogs, people that can, you know, influencers, anyone that can help us get that that metric. And I think that's that's how we're going to skip the line in terms of all these musicians slugging it out, just touring and hoping that luck strikes them. It's like you kind of got to make your own luck. But that was a, that was the final piece I, I wanted to talk about on our journey uh, to becoming fucking those guys, that guy. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. I got nothing else. All right. Let's do it. I think that was a good, uh, good episode. We, a solid episode. We, uh, we talked about a lot of stuff we haven't talked about in a while. and I'm right, getting hungry. And, oh, I'm starving. Yep. Let's eat, dude. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money. In fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you come here saying that you're doing enough when the politics and solutions needed are still nowhere in sight. Right here, right now is where we draw the line. Right here, right now, 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 right here, right now. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right here, right now, right here.